welcome back to this, the 25th episode of the Startwell podcast. As always, I am your host, Kasim Virgi, the founder and CEO of Startwell. And for the next five episodes, we've got something very special. They comprise the talks that were uh, presented live in our event space on King Street in downtown Toronto as part of a series that roams the world and happens annually, hosted by a chap named Nicholas Badminton. Nicholas is a member of Startwell, and he's a globally renowned futurist advisor and author who works with everyone from trillion dollar companies to investment funds, progressive governments, and, uh, and organizations in between to shift their mindsets from what is to what if. Uh, he essentially develops foresight for his clients, and uh, the outputs of that are things like increased revenue, reduced risk, and global impact. So a very interesting guy who's brought very interesting speakers to our stage. And for this, the first uh, episode that we're broadcasting of Dark Futures YYZ recorded on November 28th, 2019, we've got a talk by Jeff Snack. And the title is New Materiality, Things That Don't Exist. Hey, everybody. Um, yeah, is this good? Awesome. Um, so many good talks earlier. Everybody's so smart. Um, so this is a deck for a talk about the future of things. Uh, my name's Jeff. So I do strategy, UX. Um, I also work in education. And I'm also like just a pretty enthusiastic guy. I love stuff. Like I love, I like buying stuff. Um, and I like collecting. So that's a thing I do. Um, and then in, in addition to that, um, I fund that habit um, by working at a digital and experience agency called Jam3. Jam3 is in the building today. <laughs> Woo. That's true. Um, and then I also um, teach at OCAD. I teach a fourth year uh, illustration course in digital media. So I teach them how to use the internet for better or worse. And um, I'm also doing a little bit of work for um, OCAD small business incubator called Co. Um, so that's me. Um, do you guys remember this billboard campaign um, by the musical artist Kanye West? No? Um, this was a tweet that Kanye did, and he kind of mocked up this billboard campaign. The billboard like doesn't actually exist, and the album itself doesn't ra really exist in this form. Um, then this tweet was kind of put out to, eventually, Yandi became Jesus's king, sort of. Um, as we all know with Kanye West and like the future of albums, like he has been changing the track list of his albums and iterating on them because they all exist digitally. This blue vinyl release does not exist yet. Um, this sucks. Um, but this is a political straw. So the Trump campaign is actually charging $15 for these straws as kind of like, they're called trigger straws um, because that's what people sometimes spend their time doing. But the point of this is that this straw is not made for drinking at all. Like this is a political straw and it's more gestural than it is for actually consuming. Consuming your beverage or also consuming things. Like you are buying this as a gesture and that sucks. Um, come at me, it's probably not gonna go to market. At least not the way it looks right now. And then there's Fortnite. I don't know a lot about Fortnite but I know you can buy like digital uniforms and stuff in there and it's like made 3.3 billion I think last year. So anyways like, None of these things actually exist in the real world as we see them. Like even that Trump straw that physically exists, like they're using this weird drop shipping thing so they actually manufacture based on demand. So like unless people buy it, it doesn't exist. And then there's this. So this is like an internet, Instagram, they're, they're all internet things. That's why we're all here. 
But this is like an Instagram thing. There's these two influencers. They have this fashion line that started as a virtual fashion line. Um, and here we'll actually see we're not going to watch it because it's quite long. But it's like a virtual fashion show in the middle of New York in an alleyway for a virtual clothing line. And you can even see they um, included like the virtual wealth disparity in there as well. So as people are walking down that alleyway, you can actually see like real, well, not real, but like the virtual homeless and poverty. Very cool. Um, so like, God, how did we get here? Um, but things have been getting less real for a pretty long time now. Um, over there, we, you guys know the uh, pop artist Andy Warhol? Sick. Um, but like, <laughs> later in his career, like, Andy Warhol like, wasn't actually doing his work. Like, not only is it like, about pop art and celebrities, but like, he had his assistants do all the work. Um, here, you guys, you guys know Fluxus? Probably not. Um, but it was like a conceptual art movement that came a bit after pop in like the 60s and 70s. A lot of, hell yes, my Fluxus people in the building. I love it. Um, but Fluxus was like a conceptual art movement where a lot of this stuff was happening. So like these events um, and performances that were annotated and recorded, but it didn't really matter whether or not they actually happened. And a lot of them were like pretty impossible to happen. Um, and then we see the big dog Baudrillard down there. Um, he had this notion of the hyperreal, where like things become just so. I'm, I'm going to just butcher this, so let's talk after. You can correct me. Um, but just the notion that like things are so wild, and the line between like reality and fiction is being blurred, and like it doesn't really matter whether or not things are real. And then we've got a big old Xerox over there, and then that, it's that notion of a copy of a copy of a copy, and things get less real, and eventually things lose any semblance of authenticity. Um, so it's been a long and wild journey. So this is kind of how we got to where we are, where there's like so many things that like don't necessarily exist, and do they really have to exist? Like, do they really need to exist to have cultural meaning? I don't think they do. Um, and also, I love buying stuff. You guys love buying stuff. Uh, we go to Uniqlo, we go to Muji, we buy so much stuff. And all of these things say stuff about us. We love our Allbirds. We love our dad caps that have like nostalgia on them. We love our AirPods. AirPods changed my life. I love those things. I listen to so many podcasts. We love our branded merch, ironic or not. Uh, we love really rare sneakers. We love vinyl. We can get this stuff on Spotify. We can download it illegally, but we still buy vinyl, especially young people. Like I love vinyl, but I'm old. But like young people still buy records. And then we have Sam James Coffee. Like, I was having a conversation with my coworker, and the first thing he said he just moved here was like, oh, the branding of Sam James is so good. And then we started talking about the coffee. Also good. And then, you know, people like Teslas. So objects are like kind of totems. They signal to others who we are. Like, nothing I'm wearing tonight is an accident. Um, I like changed my shirt a bunch of times. I had like a pretty cool Aerosmith shirt, but had a skull on it. I didn't want to be too edgy. So I've got like my... <laughs> says metal heart on it and like I'm wearing black because that's a cool tech bro thing. Um, so like I'm, I'm being pretty considered and I hope you all are as well. Um, but like not only do they signal to others who, they, who we are, but they help us kind of catalog and understand who we are. They help us take stock of ourselves. And then that kind of leads us to this notion of like starter packs where what we think are like individualized identities are kind of turned into these grids of objects that are very predictable, highly repeatable, and generally universally or often universally correct. And then there's this um, artist, I forget his name, but he did this grid of like fashion. So it's a lot of people who have like really unique subcultural looks often, um, but they all kind of look the same. 
it's not people of New York. It's like people of New York adjacent. It's this other photographer, and his whole thing was like creating these grids of people wearing like the exact same outfit, but like kind of different. Um, and then this is really unfortunate. I didn't include any of the memes because they're just like really nasty and gross. Um, but there's this like far right thing um, where they're starting to refer to uh, left leaning folks as like NPCs. So non-player characters. So anybody that plays a video game, you know when you like walk up to the person in the pub and they just repeat the same thing again and again, they're, they're using that as a way to kind of attack folks that you know potentially might be saying the same phrases again and again and again, in a way to basically kind of disarm leftists and disarm any sort of like intelligent political dialogue. But the fact that like you can look at somebody and be like, I knew you were gonna say that already, you stupid tech bro. And the fact that like, that is the way we're starting to think about other human beings as like these universally true archetypes or templates. Really weird. Um, and then New York Times writer John Caramonica um, coined this term of um, Spotify core. So this notion of like really easy listening, you know, kind of, kind of electro, but like not too electro um, office music that's really great for coding or uh, concepting. Um, and then that actually started to produce Spotify core artists, like people who just go out and produce this type of music to get plays because it's semi-lucrative. Um, so that's like a really weird thing where like an algorithm is actually kind of driving the production of culture. It's wild stuff. Um, cool, so a little hand in there. Um, we're increasingly relying on algorithms for cultural discovery, obviously, like Spotify, those little grids, like the internet, like the way we're getting, getting served ads. We all know this. Um, and the algorithm's getting better and better about how understanding what we like. So like the more we consume and use the algorithm and the more we feed into it, the smarter it gets. And that's making things like kind of compounded by the fact that the world and like culture and information is getting more and more complex. This is um, new rap artist, uh, Little Nas X. Okay. Um, he had a hit, but like people are like, there was a big thing like accusing him of being an industry plant. And by that I mean, a personality and a brand that was created by um, big music industry business to basically appeal to young people and millennials. Um, it's wild that that is a possibility. So algorithms and computers are kind of going from curating culture to driving the culture in Spotify core. And pretty soon they're gonna probably start creating culture, which is pretty wild. So to end it off about objects, and there's more to come, don't worry. Uh, I'm not too worried about things. I think things are going to be just fine. We're going to continue to buy stuff. They're, we're going to continue to use them to project who we are and understand who we are. They're going to help us understand you know, what matters to us and quantify that. Um, yes. And remind us what we care about. Like People have totems in their homes. They have pictures of other people. They have things that give them memories. They have like, things that appeal to them, things that say things about them. None of that's going to change. So I'm not too worried about the future of things. It's going to be just fine. But what about us? What's gonna happen with us? Do we have ownership over who we are? Are we going to continue to have ownership over our identities, over what drives us, over who is creating you know, the beauty and the art in the world around us? If we do, for how long? How long is it going to be that way as the algorithm gets smarter, as we become potentially more templatized, or as we just like even plateau and flatline in terms of like our autonomy, and this thing just keeps getting smarter and smarter and smarter? And then what happens when we don't? If and when that happens, what's going to happen to us if we don't? And will it even matter to any of us? Thanks, guys.